This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. You might have heard the statistics that there have been 39 mass shootings in the U.S. in 2023 so far. Not every one of them has gotten as much media coverage as Saturday's shooting at a Lunar New Year party in Monterey Park, California. But no other country in the world comes close to the rates of gun violence that we see here in the U.S. Here to help us make sense of why this is the case is Jennifer Macia, a senior staff writer and founding member at The Trace. Welcome to Reset, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. Also with us is Mark Bryant, the executive director of the Gun Violence Archive. Hey, Mark. Hey, how are you? Doing well. Thank you for joining us. I will start with you. You know, I think when people hear 39 mass shootings, they imagine that there have been 39 Monterey Parks so far this year, right? So to be clear, Mark, what qualifies a shooting as a mass shooting? Because they're not all gunmen entering these public spaces. No, that's correct. Uh, mass, mass is a measurement of quantity. Uh, so what we look at is there are four or more people shot or killed uh, in any given uh, incident, not including the perpetrator. Uh, and that includes uh, public shootings uh, like those that you just spoke of. It also includes uh, drive-bys. It includes uh, family annihilations and uh, workplace shootings, uh, uh, several different varieties of mass shootings. But the common denominator is they all have a minimum of four shot or killed. Yeah. So the big question here, Mark, how does the United States compare to other countries when it comes to mass shootings? I was speaking earlier to someone and, uh, you know, we, we at one point made a thought of do we want to track uh, mass shootings uh, throughout the world? And, and we realized that for the most part, we could do them on the back of an envelope. Uh, or, or, you know, there's just not that many. You know, we have one or two a year in uh, major countries in Europe, a couple in, in uh, Asia. Uh, we just don't have that many. Uh, they, they show up. Uh, I, I'm suggesting they don't exist, but uh, they are very few and far between. Wow. Jennifer, let's bring you in here. Why are we such an outlier? We're an outlier because we have easy access to guns. Um, I think in this country, we've been lulled into thinking that, you know, re-registering your gun every five years is strong gun control. Um, California's laws are the strongest, but other countries have much stronger laws. Like, I frequently check this feature that the Times doesn't always update. You know, how do you get a gun in other countries? And the requirements are like a paragraph. In Japan, they interview family members, friends, relatives, same with New Zealand, unique character references. You know, nobody is checking in on registered gun owners every year saying, are you still stable? You know, maybe you need, um, like, just uh, doing mental health checks. The San Mateo Sheriff actually did suggest something like that on CNN. She said, maybe um, we need more frequent security checks for people who legally own guns because just like our physical health, our mental health is not the same throughout our lives. And sometimes there are times when we need to be separated from firearms during temporary crises and things like suicide and also extreme anger um, that can move into the public sphere. Those are two of those crises. How many guns are in circulation in America right now, Jennifer? Well, over 400 million. Uh, that's the safe estimate, wow. of course. We don't know for sure. Other countries can give you probably exact figures, but this is all based on firearm production estimates because we have no system tracking 
who owns guns in America by law. And it makes a lot of things harder, including assessing the scope of this problem. California's got the strictest gun laws in this country, but the state has seen two high-profile mass shootings in less than a week. What's going on, Jennifer? Well, you know, I grew up in California, and this is really disheartening. Um, But California also is a massive state. It's got the population of 21 smaller states, as the governor likes to say. There's 38 million people there. When you look at gun deaths and then look at the population, it has the eighth lowest gun death rate in the country. Of course, that is cold comfort right now to anyone who's mourning a family member um, or is living in California in fear, because there are a lot of gun owners in California. What's going on is that California's prided itself on strong gun laws that now that we look at it, may not be quite as strong as what's necessary to help beat back the violence. And it's also not helped by the fact that we don't have a strong federal system because there have been shooters who've gotten guns in Nevada, which is right next door, Mm -hmm. and where laws are much more lax. Mark, would you say the gun regulations are working in California? I think they are starting to work, but uh, it took a generation to get to where we are right now. It is going to take a generation to get out. And uh, so we can start with adding regulations and tuning them as necessary uh, to start to start seeing some improvement. But, it, but we're not going to see a, a, a silver bullet. Uh, sorry, uh, you're not going to see see a solution that is going to be very, very quick. What, what makes you say that they're starting to work? Well, I just think that, you know, you're starting to see some captures of people uh, in the system that should not have guns and then they don't get guns. So does does that mean that they are that we've stopped a crime? Don't know. Uh, but it does mean we've we've taken a gun out of the hands of someone who uh, should probably not have one. Uh, you know, we're looking at right now so many people that are trying to buy guns that, you know, you can take a million that did not get, that they did not get accepted or did not get uh, uh, allowed to have a gun. And uh, that's still, there's a whole bunch of people there that are able to. So, you know, even everybody that passes, you look at the guys uh, in these last two in California, two of the three uh, mass shootings in California, uh, the people passed all the regulations. So the regulations are there, but they're not as good as they need to be. But over time, they will start working. It just takes time. Jennifer, you talked a bit about this a moment ago, but it's it's worth revisiting. Talk more about this gun ownership process and how it differs between the U.S. and other countries. Well, it's, it's not even that. It's between the states. 25 states have permitless carry now, which means that you don't need a permit or training to carry a gun. And then you have like six or seven states that make you get a license before you can even buy a gun. That's California, New York, New Jersey, the states that have the lowest gun death rates in the country. And so just within the United States, there's so much variation. Um, What we see is mostly where there are more guns, there are more shootings. And where the laws are lax, there are more shootings. And that bears out. Other countries um, did not wait until there were millions of guns in circulation to start slapping down regulations. They controlled the flow of product 
um, and we're much more careful about who they give it to. So, you know, if you want to go to another country, it's, it's a like in New York City where I live. It happens to be a very long process. Um, the police interview you. Uh, they interview people you know. They ask if you've been fired lately, if you've been divorced. Mm. These are stressors in our lives that don't rise to the level of a gun ban here in the United States, but they're taken to account when gun licensors are awarded in other countries. And, you know, the proof is in the pudding. These countries don't have the shootings we do. I actually did start compiling a list of international shootings. Most of them are in Mexico with American guns, uh, cartel violence, or Russia. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I have, uh, last year we had 640-something mass shootings. So far, my entire list from 1980 to the present, 250 mass shootings globally. That's not even a third of our yearly toll, and that's over 40 years. The United States is, sadly a leader in this. And it's all about because we're not more careful about who we decide should have a gun. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. It feels like we hardly have time to process between mass shootings these days, but that isn't the case everywhere in the world. We're discussing why the United States is such an outlier. Our guests are Mark Bryant from the Gun Violence Archive and Jennifer Messia from The Trace. Mark, we hear a lot about what policymakers can do but let, let's talk about where gun manufacturers fit in here. Is gun manufacturing different in this country than others? Not really. Uh, I, I think gun manufacturers are, are in there just for money, and they're going to uh, exploit any and all uh sales opportunities. Uh, so where in Germany or uh, somewhere in the EU, uh, there are strict rules for uh, citizens buying guns uh, that impacts the um, sales for those countries. You know, in, in Britain, it's fairly easy to get a uh, shotgun or a 22, but nearly impossible to get a pistol. So you see marketing is different in those countries. Here, uh, the the marketing is uh, is everything from you know re- renew your man card to uh, you know whatever it is for little children uh, selling uh, saying AR-15s to little kids. I think they call them JR-15s. New wow. marketing campaign just coming out for guns for kids. My goodness, Jennifer, how do we take guns out of circulation? Can we? Can we do that? Because you just said there are four hundred million of them out there. That's going to be a really hard sell um, for a lot of Americans, even people who want gun control. They feel very, very passionate about their right to bear arms, and it tends to be all or nothing. The discussion kind of stops there, you know. But look, even the conservative justice, Antonin Scalia, said there's no um, unlimited, unfettered gun access. You can put restrictions on it. So the conversation's really difficult to have. Like an Australia-type gun buyback, like they had um, I, you know, in the 90s, I don't see that really going well here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I there's a term for it um, among, you know, people in Florida. Like if you ever uh, if the country ever passed another assault weapon ban, which is very unlikely, uh, the excuse for not being able to produce guns to register would be tragic boating accident. Sorry, lost my guns. There's a lot of Americans who are not going to pony up and register their guns in the event that that would ever happen, which is highly unlikely. So it would be extremely difficult to take them out of circulation, and their shelf life is 100 years. So they're with us for a generation or more. Mark, I want to quickly touch on on another common talking point, and and it's that 
people need guns to protect themselves. How often are guns actually used for self-defense? That number is uh, is is very much in debate right now. You know, we track the ones where someone has been shot or killed as part of a defensive gun use, or if there is a report, a police report of a defensive gun use, and there are thousands. A year, you know, under ten thousand, but there are several thousands a year. Uh, there are estimates that it's it's much higher than that, but those estimates can never be proven, and that poses a problem in that it's hard to have an honest discussion on on defensive gun use when we have no way of knowing just how many there are. I've got just about a minute left with you both, and I want to hear from you both. What would it take to end mass shootings in the U.S.? You first, Mark. You can't end them because you don't know who's going to be doing them. You can't predict a person, but you can reduce the magazine capacity and make it harder for them to shoot more people. Jennifer? I really think this is something that gun companies are going to have to come on board and decide to self-regulate. They can decide tomorrow that they want to put controls on the guns that they sell. At some point, this is going to have to end up in their lap. They've created this problem by weakening gun laws, and they profit when there's a run on gun after guns after after mass shootings. So I think that we really, you know, this could be a corporate accountability issue. I think that realm is probably more feasible than more legislation, to be frank. Jennifer Macia is a senior staff writer and founding member at The Trace. And Mark Bryant is the executive director of the Gun Violence Archive. Thank you both.